I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily, and my name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, it's our week in review. That's coming up on the Decrypt Daily. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Friday, November 5th, 2021. Remember, remember the 5th of November. I got an email yesterday from the Czech Republic. What I mean by that is I got an email from someone that listens to the Decrypt Daily in the Czech Republic. So, wow, thanks for listening. And I, I'm, I'm really happy to see that we have people listening in Greece, in the Czech Republic. I mean, I can see how many people are listening in different countries all over the world by looking at my analytics. However, it is really cool to see when people email me from different countries and go, hey, I'm listening to you all the way over here. Thank you for listening. And thank you for sharing the podcast with your friends and family and having them listen too. I want to give a shout out to Max. Max is also a listener of the show, and he called me up or he emailed me the other day and said, hey, I want to donate to your campaign, um, but I want to talk to you first and just, you know, get to know you. And we had a great conversation. We spoke for probably about, I don't know, 45 minutes, an hour about all kinds of different things. And then he donated to the campaign. He donated $1,000 to the campaign. I want to just give him a shout out and say, thank you for listening. Thank you for talking. Thank you for donating. And hey, we have to get more crypto peeps into Washington and make sure that we grow this industry and have rational common sense to the frameworks that are going to be put in place. Uh, We just can't have people that are in Washington not knowing anything about this industry and trying to legislate, regulate, put frameworks in in place because it's not going to be beneficial for the innovation that's coming out and the ideals that are coming out of the space. So uh, I want to say thank you for supporting me, supporting the campaign, and supporting the vision of people who get it in Washington. Enough of me rambling. Let's get into those crypto prices. And I'm recording this at 10.15 Eastern Standard Time. Bitcoin is sitting at $61,680, down 1% in 24. Ethereum, $4,517, down 1.2%. Binance Coin is up 8.9% at $608, which I'm going to, just give me one second, I'm going to click on Binance right now to see if that's an all-time high, because it might might be pretty close. Its all-time high is... Nope, $690 set six months ago, so we're uh, far away from that. Well, not too far, about 11%. Tether's in the number four spot, and Solana is at $236, down 2.3% in the number five spot. Running off the top 10, we have Cardano, XRP, Polkadot, Dogecoin, and USDC, and SHIB keeps falling. It is down 30% in seven days. However, it's up 6% in 24 hours. Uh, Its market cap dropped around $2 billion overnight, uh, but it is still up. I don't know what's going on here. Anyway, SHIB is having a little bit of, it's trying to figure out what's going on. If you guys remember, earlier this week, uh, somebody moved almost $3 billion, well, at the time of moving that. Uh, it probably dropped a little bit since then. But at the time that they moved their tokens, they moved nearly around $3 billion worth of SHIB to different wallets. 
making everybody think that the person who invested $8,000 in SHIB that turned into $5 billion <laughs> you know, over the course of the SHIB rise might be wanting to sell their SHIB, which is putting people uh, in a little bit of a frenzy going, oh no, if he sells, that's going to tank the price. So we're seeing a little bit of uncertainty in SHIB right now. Total market cap, we are at $2.73 trillion, a BTC dominance of 42.7% and an F dominance of 196 And now it's time for Coin of the Day. Our coin of the day today is O3 swap number 625 on coin market cap. Its price is down 1% in 24. It's at $1.91. Its current market cap is 49.1 million. Fully diluted market cap is 190.9 million, which means there's 26% in circulation. Its all-time high price is $19.26, so it's down 90% from its all-time high price set six months ago, but it's up 44% from its all-time low at $1.32. So where can you buy O3 Swap? O3 Swap can be bought on Shitcoin Mecca, Gate.io, Huobi Global, Uniswap, and that's pretty much it. And obviously, it probably swapped with itself on its own swap. Why? Because it is a swap, just like... Any other swap, Uniswap, Pancake Swap, I opened up the O3Swap.com and it is pretty much the same. You're swapping ERC20s, USDTIC to select, let's see here, your different coin from KNC to Loopring to Matic to, uh, it just, they just have, it's a swap. So nothing real special about this. Somebody just made a, it seems like a pretty generic swap. Uh, I don't know if there's anything special about this. If you are an O3Swap user and know that there's something special that's different between a pancake swap or an O3Swap or a, you know, a Uniswap or any other kind of swap, <laughs> just let me know and reach out to me. But that is O3 swap number 625 on coin market cap, down 90% from its all time high, but it's sitting at 44% from its all time low. Moving into this week's week in review, it is only me today, so nobody else. So I'm just going to tell you what the biggest news, at least for me, was this week. And I'm going to start off with Burger King, Dogecoin, Bitcoin, and Ethereum. And Robinhood, if you guys remember earlier this week, in what might be the biggest crypto sweepstakes of its kind, fast food giant Burger King will give away Doge, Bit, and Ethereum to a lucky few who spend $5 at its stores in its app through November 21st. And Robinhood will deliver the prices. So basically, you'll go in, make a purchase, and use their royal perks, apparently. And then they'll send you an email with a code or, or what have you. And then you go on and redeem it for your Dogecoin. Everybody, it seems, will get some kind of Dogecoin. There are 2 million Doge available. Everybody will get like one Dogecoin or what? what is that, 26 cents today? But there are 20 Bitcoins available. And the odds of winning that is 1 in 100,000. And there's 200 Ethereum available. And the chance of winning that is 1 in 10,000. Anyway, this is brand synergy. You have Robinhood. You have Burgerkin. You have people giving away crypto. This is pretty cool. However... I just want to just point out that it seems weird that Robinhood is doing this. I mean, obviously, you want to get people aware. You want to get people to eat Burger King and get people on the Robinhood app. But remember, 40% of Robinhood's revenue comes from crypto, and 60% of that revenue comes from Dogecoin. And their crypto revenue has been down big over the past quarter. So I think this is an attempt to get people back into the fold, pop up their crypto kind of like awareness and start getting crypto out there to people by using Robinhood because they are losing revenue as of right now. So they're teaming up with Burger King. However, this could be good for anybody who wins 
If you do win this, please send me an email, MatthewAaron at Crypt.co, and let me know you won this Burger King sweepstakes. There was some news in the SEC and ETFs, and that was with the Valkyrie Bitcoin Fund. They delayed the decision to January 7th. They said this in a statement. The commission finds that it is appropriate to designate a longer period within which to issue an order approving or disapproving the proposed rule change so that it has sufficient enough time to consider the proposed rule change and issues raised in the comment letters that have been submitted. So basically, the SEC is pushing this back to make sure that they take everything into consideration. Remember, when it comes to a future Bitcoin ETF, it is a negative consent model. So basically, you apply for a futures Bitcoin ETF or a futures ETF in general. And if they don't say, nah, you can't do this, then you're good to go. They have to say, no, you can't. And if they just they say nothing, then you will have a futures ETF totally bizarre but with a spot etf they have to confirm you need affirmative approval from the sec to launch your spot etf so it means that they have to okay it but people are submitting letters and comments and they're getting all kinds of opinions from different sides saying why this should happen and why it shouldn't happen well apparently they need time to consider all of that one of those letters are from representatives tom emmer from minnesota and darren soto from florida It's a bipartisan letter from the Congressional Blockchain Caucus, which I hope to be part of one day. Today, they sent a letter to the Securities and Exchange Commissioner, Gary Ginsler. Their question is, why don't we have a Bitcoin ETF? They wrote, we question why, if you are comfortable allowing trading an ETF based on derivative contracts, you are not equally or more comfortable allowing trading to commence in ETFs based on spot Bitcoin. Bitcoin spot ETFs are based directly on the asset, which inherently provides more protection for investors. Remember, a Bitcoin spot ETF will allow people that don't want to buy a store Bitcoin themselves to get in on the action. Instead of buying Bitcoin on a crypto exchange, they could buy it and trade it on a stock exchange. These two congressmen, they say that they're not taking sides, Uh, but they aren't buying Gary Ginsler's argument that derivatives are safer. Remember, if you're buying futures ETFs, basically you're gambling on the future price of something. Uh, This is just buying Bitcoin, but on a stock market. And I agree with them. It seems just more responsible to have a Bitcoin spot ETF than a futures ETF. I I don't know why they didn't do this, but they are getting pressure to get this done from congressmen. Staying in the political realm, remember the Biden administration earlier this week said to Congress, you put stable coins under federal supervision or we will. If U.S. lawmakers don't act, regulators will have the authority to take their own measures according to a long-awaited report from the President's Working Group on Financial Markets. The U.S. government published a long-awaited report on stablecoins, and this report was published on Monday, by the way, outlining proposed measures that can pose challenges to the business model or even the very existence of some companies that issue digital tokens, which are designed to hold the same value as fiat currencies like the dollar. The report published by a consortium of federal agents, including the Treasury Department, calls for Congress to pass laws that require stablecoin issuers to become insured depository institutions or as we like to call them, banks. Now, you might think that everybody's going to be against this. However, Circle, the parent company of USDC, pledged to hold only dollars and short-term treasury bills and to apply the federal bank charter. In a statement, Jeremy Allaire, the CEO of Circle, praised the report's recommendations. So, it looks like he's on the side of the regulators in this case. Well, maybe since he's already positioned himself to comply with these regulations, that means he's going to be the big winner if these regulations come out. So what do I think of it? I'm not too sure about what it means to be a bank, per se, in the eyes of the law or regulators, uh, but I can say very, very easily, if you are called a stablecoin and you're a stablecoin to the dollar, 
have equal amount of dollars backing that stablecoin. That's it. And if you need a law to make sure that that happens, then make a law to make sure that happens. But one to one, dollars or short-term treasury bills to your backed stablecoin. It makes total sense. It's actually pretty common sense. Moving into a couple stories from today. Coinbase announced yesterday that trading of Ethereum-based Crow or CRO will begin immediately. The listing has been a boon for Crow, which reached an all-time high of like 40 cents. It's up like 40% in the past 24 hours. A lot of the volume is now coming from Coinbase, and it's now the 23rd largest cryptocurrency by market cap with about $10 billion in the token. Yikes, what happened? Didn't see this one coming. Well, Crow is a token from Crypto.com. And Crypto.com is one of the top five biggest spot crypto exchanges by volume, uh, similar to Binance Coin. Users of the exchange can be rewarded in Crow. So users of the exchange, uh, they can receive the rewards in Crow just like on Binance. And they can use that to pay for services at a discount. So your maker and taker fees or any other transaction fees, you can use Crow instead of using out of like the token that you are uh, you know, trading with. You can use your Crow. Uh, you could also use it to access DeFi or applications for lending and borrowing and asset swaps without a centralized intermediary. It's a lot like Binance and BNB. Uh, however, a lot of people are raising eyebrows and going like, why are you putting enlisting competitors to you on your exchange? Like Coinbase is an exchange, a spot trading exchange for the most part. And so is crypto.com. By putting their token there and pumping their market cap, you are helping them. <laughs> but Brian Armstrong says, uh, we want to be the Amazon of assets. We want to list every asset that's legal. And basically they said, hey, I don't care if you're running a good business. You can come to Coinbase and buy the coin. People, well, he, wanted, just, he wants everybody on there. Come to Coinbase. It doesn't matter what your business model is. My business model is to list coins and buy and sell and trade crypto, which is pretty cool, I think. Open it up. And finally, how do you put your money where your mouth is? Well, like this. Pomp tweets at you. Who's going to be the first American politician to accept their salary in Bitcoin? Remember, Eric Adams. He was really all about turning New York City into the Bitcoin future and embracing technology and blockchain and innovation and new industries. And he made a lot of campaign promises to do that. And so is he going to put his money where his mouth is? Well, Mayor Francis Suarez, mayor of Miami, says, I'm going to take my next paycheck 100% into Bitcoin. Problem solved. Well, Eric Adams, he went up to him. He said, in New York, we always go big. So I'm going to take my first three paychecks in Bitcoin when I become mayor. New York City is going to be the center of the cryptocurrency industry and other fast-growing innovative industries. Just wait, tweeted Eric Adams as a reply to Mayor Suarez's tweet. Mayor Francis Suarez tweeted back at Mayor-elect Eric Adams and said, Touche. Congrats on the election, and I look forward to the friendly competition in making our respective cities a crypto capital. Well, the floodgates are open. This is the free market. This is capitalism. And now you're bringing it down to the cities. Competition. Who is going to capture this trillion, trillions of dollars of industry in their city? I mean, there's enough to go around. But whoever is going to be the mecca of crypto, the mecca of these emerging technologies, the mecca of Web3 is going to benefit their city. It's going to benefit their city, their people, their infrastructure, their education. This is exciting to see that mayors are actually starting to get it. Compete. Make your city's destinations for businesses and industries, which will bring people, which will bring money, which will bring tax dollars, which will allow you to spend for the people. 
And that's one thing we have to do is make sure that they're using this money wisely and spending for their cities and their people, not just getting their friends rich, but using it to make the best cities in the world. I'm excited to see what this boom in industry and this boom in revenue and this boom is going to do for American cities. Real quick shout out to Justin Bibb, who is now the mayor-elect of Cleveland. And Bibb, I hope you start looking at crypto and this industry. Let's start attracting businesses to Cleveland. We could use it. We could be the new Midwest home base for crypto. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. Again, my name is Matthew Deemer. Go to Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, share, and leave us a comment. You could also send me an email, Matthew Aaron at decrypt.co, and you can support my campaign for Congress by going to deemerforcongress.com. That's D I E M E R for congress.com and hitting that donate button. And if you want to send me an email about the campaign, you could do that too. And until Sunday, I'm going to be off tomorrow because I'll be traveling back to Cleveland. But until Sunday, happy hodling, everyone.